Hello, fellow freaks. I'm Zach, your host of the Ox Podcast, bringing you a daily dose of uncensored wisdom. No bullshit, no topic off limits. If any episode of the Ox has moved you in some small way, please take a few seconds to share this podcast with someone else. The best way to spread love is to share what you love. Now, without further ado, let's plug in. This is the framework that Jeff Bezos used to start Amazon. Today, Amazon is a behemoth and seems like a sure thing. But back in 1996, when Jeff Bezos first started Amazon as an online bookstore, it was anything but. So how did Jeff Bezos decide to leave his comfortable six-figure job at a firm on Wall Street to pursue his passion on the internet? As scary as, as scary and unstable as you think the internet is today, imagine starting a business on the internet back in 1996 during the dot-com boom full of failures almost as wild as the speculation. Last week, I had a conversation with Jake, host of Pod of Jake, which will be released on the Auxoro podcast where I drop my guest conversations. Jake mentioned Jeff Bezos' regret minimization framework that he speaks about in Amazon shareholder letters, and I wanted to look further into it. I came across a video on YouTube from over a decade ago, back when Bezos was less jacked and had hair, where he describes the regret minimization framework he used to start Amazon. So without further ado, let's get into this framework. So in this video... Jeff Bezos is describing a crossroads that he has come to in his life. He has the cozy Wall Street job where he's due for a bonus, six figures. And then he also has this other passion he's been developing, which is the online bookstore of Amazon. And again, this is back in 1996. This is in the middle of the the dot-com boom that started in 1995. You know, everyone's starting to get into internet business, and we know how that ended up. There are so many flops. A lot of people made a lot of money. A lot of people lost a lot of money. And Amazon is obviously someone who survived that, and Bezos is someone who survived that. But at the time, he had no idea. And so he started to talk to his boss about leaving his job, about leaving this six-figure job on Wall Street. And his boss told him that the Amazon bookstore... Sounds like a good idea having an online bookstore, but it's a better idea for someone who doesn't have the job that Bezos has. His boss was basically telling him, leave this for someone else who doesn't have the comfort of the six-figure job that you have on Wall Street. And his boss said, I'll give you 48 hours to think about it. And in that 48 hours, Bezos realized two things. He, he realized that his wife was behind him 100%. So he had the support of his wife, which I think is an underrated part of any man's success is the support of his wife and the confidence that that gives you to pursue your ideas. And then second, he thought about what he refers to as regret minimization, regret minimization framework. And he says this 
about that 48-hour period in his life where he was deciding, okay, do I stay with this job or do I go off and start Amazon? He says, looking back on my life, I want to have minimized the number of regrets I have. I knew when I was 80, I knew I was not going to regret having tried this. And by this, he means the Amazon bookstore. I knew I was not going to regret having tried this, trying to participate in this thing called the internet that I thought was going to be a really big deal. And I knew that if I failed, I wouldn't regret that. I knew that the one thing I might regret is not ever having tried. And so to do this, he projected himself to 80 years old. He said, I thought about, you know, what am I going to think when I'm 80 years old? What am I least likely to regret? Am I least likely to regret staying at my job on Wall Street or going and starting this thing called Amazon, an online bookstore, which sounds crazy at the time, and also giving up his bonus on Wall Street, which I assume is pretty fucking big. Wall Street bonuses have that type of reputation. And so it was a a crossroads decision and he ultimately we know how that ended up he he left his job he started amazon and it is the behemoth that it is today and i want to talk about this framework because i think it's it's super useful for crossroads decisions like this and i i've never explicitly used regret minimization framework and and thought about it in terms of a specific deliberate thought process But looking back on my life, I have thought a lot about regrets, especially with big decisions. What will I regret most and what am I least likely to regret? And then using that to inform the decision I ultimately make. And it's it's a good way to to step away from the fear and the the clusterfuck of life that often clouds our judgment and the moments, because when you're thinking about what you're going to regret, at 80 years old, your daily decisions don't really matter. You know, the, the most of the things that I'm doing today are not going to stick out in my mind 60 years from now. The things that are going to stick out in my mind as regrets are these crossroads decision. And so when I think about, okay, what am I going to regret when I'm 80 years old? That gives me separation from the day-to-day things that I'm thinking about. For example, today I... I have a few things written down in my planner. I have podcasting things. I have things for my, my nine to five job. I have doing laundry. I have all this shit that seems like it's a big deal and as can be pressure pressuring me in the moment. And projecting yourself forward and thinking about regrets is kind of like a release of the people in your ear and the things you have to do. And it's like, all right, what the fuck am I going to think looking back on my life 50 60 years from now what what will be my what what will i least uh regret what am i least likely to regret out of these two decisions and when you can get that separation it it takes away the power of the in the moment stress and there's also another thing that's important to remember is that failure and regret are not the same thing a lot of times people can some can kind of conflate the two where they think they're going to regret something simply because they, they fail at it. But, but failure and regret is not the same thing. I've never regretted something I failed unless my effort wasn't there. To me, failure is an opportunity to learn 
it's an opportunity to get better at it what it is your craft that you're pursuing for me is content and podcasting and if you're not failing at least sometimes then you're not aiming high enough because if you're aiming high enough a certain percentage of those targets that you're aiming at you're not going to hit them at least not right away so for me failure lets me know that at least i'm trying at least i'm giving a shit at least i'm you know trying to do things that maybe other people may not have the balls to do and that failure is not a regret as long as my effort is there as long as i put myself into it as long as i took the time and and respected the process i will never regret a failure and i've 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 listened to George St. Pierre, uh, one of the best mixed martial artists ever to live, and uh, a UFC fighter that I enjoy watching. I believe he's retired now. Um, but I've heard him talk about him losing a fight to Matt Sarah. And that makes me think about the failure and regret because Matt Sarah was a huge underdog. He was not supposed to beat George St. Pierre. And George St. Pierre, looking back on it, says that that fight made him a better fighter. He says, quote, losing that fight made him a better martial artist because he was able to find weaknesses and things that he was doing that helped him beat people in the future and helped him become a better mixed martial artist. And so it's clear to me that George St. Pierre does not regret failing in that fight. He failed in that fight but he doesn't regret it because that helped him become a better fighter. And so he framed that the he framed that failure as a long-term success, which is what I attempt to do with my failures in content creation and podcasting. And I've made failure. I, I've had failures and I will have failures in the future. And so I'm able to frame those as long-term successes as long as the effort is there. So failure and regret are not the same thing. And my challenge to you and a challenge to myself is to use this regret minimization framework. It doesn't have to be for these billion dollar decisions to start new companies. Anything that seems like a crossroads in your life, anything where you can go one way or the other, especially when that one way is comfortable and you're used to it and the other way is unknown. There's, there's more unknowns. It's a, it's a bigger risk. I think this regret framework is super useful for those types of situations because we want to cling to that comfort and zooming forward and saying, what am I least likely to regret 80 years from now? Kind of, like I said, gives you that separation from the, the present day comfort and pressures and things that you're feeling. And you can really try to, you know, put yourself in that position and that rocking chair and say, you know, when I'm fucking smoking a pipe, drinking a beer on my porch, 60 years from now, what am I going to least regret? What's going to lead to the most fulfilling life, even if I fail? And for Jeff Bezos, that was starting Amazon. For me, that's continued to build towards podcasting as a full-time career. For George St. Pierre, that's putting himself in in uh, situations where he can lose fights and learning from that. So that is something that you have to decide for yourself. And so thank you for listening to this. Please share this podcast with someone if it's helped you in some small way. And you can also leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts and comment so that we appear higher in searches and more people find out about the show. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow.